0: It's time for our politicians to get back to work, and now it's kind of funny because for the first uh, several weeks of all of this, all the politicians were playing good with each other, and they're all rolling in the same direction to get the country through this. But now as we've got into the first, this this is now, we're entering the sixth week. This is the sixth week that we've been broadcasting from home, uh, we're entering into. Um, Now Now the the shine's starting to wear off that, and people are getting tired of just sitting listening to the Prime Minister on for uh, a half an hour every day and take some questions from the media and not really be held account in parliament in any way whatsoever and what's really important to remember here is that although we are going through a a crisis here uh, we still do have a minority government so at the end of the day and and and, in you know to ask whether we need this sort of oversight or not is simply answered by the first time we did this when the Prime Minister called Parliament, the House back uh, to pass some emergency measures and they wanted free reign up until 20 January of 20 or sorry, December of 2021, that was like 21 months. That's almost two years of not having to answer to their minority election and that they get a total rain of cash. And luckily, all the other oppositions spoke up against this, and it died as quickly as it was brought up. But that's the sort of shenanigans that have been going on here. Uh, well, millions of dollars are flying out the door, and nobody is being held to account. Nobody's questioning this. So, uh, you know, it's fascinating now that, uh, you know, we've all been working. We're doing a radio show from home. My wife's working from home in the next office. Our kids are, are, are doing their schooling from home. Why the hell can't politicians You know, it's really nice that you're coming out from behind your front door and and speaking to the, you know, well, the the press lobs questions to you. But what about the rest of the job? What about answering questions from the opposition? And, you know, uh, the prime minister makes all these excuses and painting the picture like the conservatives are, you know, irresponsible because they want all these people coming in to meet and so on and so (laughs) forth. Nobody should be meeting anybody. This should all be done virtually and they should be sitting every single day. Not just once a week. And, you know, now that the people are calling the prime minister to task and asking him to come out from behind the black door and actually get to work, uh, he's accusing those people of being unsafe or, you know, uh, being like the United States. I mean, come on. At the end of the day, we're all working from home. Why are our parliamentarians not working from home? Let's bring in Michael Tobe, Troy Media syndicated columnist, contributor to the Washington Times, and, of course, former speechwriter for Stephen Harper. Um, Michael, what is, first of all, good morning or good afternoon, and I hope you're doing well.
1: Yep, doing well. I hope you are as well.
0: Um, It's my anniversary today, 20 years, Michael.
1: There you go. My wedding anniversary. Congratulations. That's wonderful. (laughs) Anyway,
0: so uh, we're we're painting the picture here that, you know, one side wants the government back, the other side's painting the picture like it's too unsafe to do so. With the rest of us working virtually, why can we not make this happen?
1: Now, you mean on the federal level, I presume, is that correct? Yes, I do, yes. Yeah, um, well, look, unfortunately, this is an issue that's been going on for... I'm trying to think now, at least almost literally since the beginning of this explosion uh with the pandemic, so I I'm at least a month or more. Um, it's a good question. I recognize that obviously you need to keep a distance of six feet or two meters, as we know, between people and where they sit, which means that you would have a more limited capacity in the House of Commons. I think most people accept that and I think most people recognize that. The questions have been, I again, I don't know what you've covered is one, could more parliamentarians show up on a regular basis physically in the House of Commons, which I think most people, if you look at the geography, the way the breakdown is, where all the seats are and the capacity, you pot- you potentially could. Or two, if, that's, if that doesn't make them feel comfortable, and I guess we can certainly understand that, most of us could, can you not meet virtually, which means that you would be sort of setting up Regular or daily House of Commons sessions uh, each week. And I don't actually know why that's been a big issue. I, I recognize that obviously we're all working at home. Some of us have younger families, like, for example, I have my son, so I certainly get it, and we have to coordinate our schedules. But at the same time, and this is what the conservative opposition and even some of the left wing opposition have been arguing, that yes, if you want to maintain social distance, you don't want to have a lot of physical meetings, that's fine. But to not have virtual meetings doesn't make a lot of sense to me because those can be held on a regular basis, and that's what we pay these people for. So I don't really know why the federal government is kind of pushing back on that to some extent. And if it has to be a combination of physical meetings and virtual meetings, I still think that can be accomplished pretty easily. So I don't know what this dispute is about, to be perfectly frank with you.
0: And he, he, the Prime Minister comments about how he's coming out from behind the black door to answer questions from uh, the press and such. But sure. can, can't he still do that on a regular basis while holding these virtual meetings?
1: Yeah, no, no. I mean, obviously, like, for example, many of the provincial premiers, including Ontario Premier Doug Ford, uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is having daily meetings with the press where he comes, as you say, out of his black door, speaks for a little while and goes back in. That's perfectly fine. That is completely, I mean, that's the right way it should be handled. Most world leaders are doing that if they're physically able to. You know, obviously, U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is an exception, but he actually had COVID-19, and he had a pretty harrowing experience where his life was in the balance, so we can excuse him. But for other world leaders, yes, I mean, I, I think that Justin Trudeau can not only have these daily pressers, but he can also appear in the House of Commons either again. Physically, if he feels comfortable with that. If he doesn't feel comfortable with that, that's fine. He can still do it virtually. And I recognize that obviously certain social platforms like Zoom and others – cannot necessarily handle every single person being on the screen at every single time. There's, all much, there's only so much capacity, only so many boxes, so to speak, that can be established for people to appear on. However, if you do a combination of the two, you can obviously have more MPs, so-called, you know, being a part of the, the, the daily process than any other. Some might do it physically, some might do it virtually, but certainly you can increase capacity so yeah i don 't really know why there's no there's really no reason in my mind why Prime Minister Trudeau couldn't do both
0: uh The Prime Minister is painting the conservatives as uh being irresponsible that this is unsafe that he's not going to take those those sorts of chance, uh chances is is Andrew shear being irresponsible here
1: no, I mean he's making a very balanced point, which is just simply that whatever the methodology has to be and yes i know he's pushing more for physical meetings of the house of commons but there are other ways to do it um, that he's basically arguing that the prime minister and his cabinet and his backbenchers and everybody else should be appearing more often and on a more regular basis i mean daily would be ideal but no one assumes that it's going to be like this because you know quite frankly in these difficult times nothing is perfect But there is no rational reason why the prime minister and others shouldn't be appearing on a more regular basis. And again, just to note it, even though obviously Andrew Scheer, as Tory leader, even though he's outgoing, and leader of the opposition has been more vocal on the issue, I haven't seen the NDP and Bloc and others say that if it's just basically virtual meetings, be it virtual meetings in the House of Commons, virtual meetings of committees, commissions, etc., I haven't seen them objecting to it. So to put the, all the onus on Andrew Scheer and claim that this is all coming from his office, that's not accurate.
0: And it was interesting. I, I, there was only one reporter that stood up in the scrum today and said, well, what responsibility do you play in all of this? Does your government play? Because they really are painting the picture like Andrew Shear's being just terribly irresponsible by even asking them to consider this.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's anything that any opposition party wouldn't, or opposition leader wouldn't ask if the situation were different. I mean, there are lots of countries that have parliaments like ours, and some operate with the Westminster model democracy like ours. Again, if it were coming from a left-wing opposition, let's say, for argument's sake, the roles were reversed and Sheer was prime minister and Trudeau was the opposition, opposition leader asking the question— I don't think a lot of Canadians would be objecting to it one way or the other, and nor should they, because it's a legitimate question to ask. If the government opts to not move in that direction, then fine. Instead of Justin Trudeau saying, and I'm just paraphrasing a little bit, that he doesn't want to get into these debates or discussions right now, it is a debate or discussion to have, because we have to figure out going forward, depending on how long the coronavirus pandemic lasts. And we're not just talking about a vaccine, just basically this wave of it, in any future ways of it, because if you look at the history of pandemics, it doesn't just end at one wave of sickness. In fact, it can, get, it can get worse as time goes along. The Spanish flu between 1918 to 1920, the second wave of the Spanish flu, based on my reading, was actually worse than the first wave. And the same thing could happen with COVID-19. But either way, I don't think it's objectionable for Andrew Scheer to ask as it wouldn't be objectionable if Jagmeet Singh were asking it. I think it's a legitimate question.
0: Will the public get to see these sessions? Will these be televised in some way?
1: That I don't know. And that's unfortunately something I could not answer. I think that if you, obviously, you believe in the nature of parliamentary democracy and you want the sessions to be open, honest, and transparent, or, if nothing else, just to do the same thing that for example, if regular sessions were going on watching CPAC and other places where they actually have the daily sessions of Parliament going on, the answer is yes, it should be available for public consumption. I don't see any reason why not. However, if they feel that there is some reason or some need to keep it private from the public and God knows what it is, then fine, then the federal government should announce why and then we have a discussion and debate over that.